Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the podcast. I read it online somewhere. Your science questions answered. Welcome to I read it online somewhere. Your first protocol for the weird science questions you're too scared to ask, like... Does eating crusts make your hair go curly? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've got really curly hair, and I used to get asked that all the time at school. Sorry, it's really annoying. You me. get like bullied for. That's yeah, how, they that's would just be like, "Oh, you eating loads of crusts." <laughs> I'm Ross, and I'm joined by my co-host Andrew. Hello. And curly haired Amy. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and crusty curly Amy. <laughs> I wouldn't say crusty. <laughs> <laughs> Just eat crusts. Uh, Andrew, it's been your birthday week. How is everything going? Yeah, no, it's um, been kind of uh, nice, cool. Um, a, a bit I saw, weird, I, saw, I suppose. I saw a cool video of you blowing out your candles in a coronavirus safe way. Oh, yeah, yeah. So basically, Yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah, so, so what had happened was, like, in the morning, my sister had actually sent me a card that said... Um, was it my sister? Well, someone had sent me a card. I don't know. And uh, I think it was you get more than one birthday card. I know. Yeah, I got Ross loads. is like, "What's a birthday card?" <laughs> um, I got mail. <laughs> um, so one of the cards said, um, "Isn't it weird how we used to like spit over cake before we eat it?" Ah, memories. <laughs> and I was like, "That's actually really funny." So then we were in, and um, I'd, a couple of people had given me cakes, which was really lovely of them. Although clearly they're trying to say like you like sweets, which is fine. I do. And um, is it not cakes, just because you've been really like, nice and baked loads of stuff for them? Yeah, probably. It's probably actually just payback, which you know <laughs> I, yeah. I'll happily accept. Um, <laughs> and then we were so um, Laurie, the uh, our, my physicist teacher, she um, brought in a um, uh, right a a cat Charlie. The caterpillar cake. Oh, not Colin. He's a fake. He's a oh, fake is it the dairy-free one from no, Tesco? No, it's the um, it's co-op's yeah, co-op own version. One. Because <laughs> just remember, our Marks and Spencers is about eighty miles away. So, <laughs> um, was it as so, good? Yeah, actually. Oh God, it was just as good. Um, not. I mean, like, not as good as yours. You know, your Colin and. Career. Everyone's gonna think we just like make Colin yeah, caterpillar we cakes. Colin. <laughs> we should. Pro- we should probably say that for our, instead of having a traditional wedding cake, we got two massive. Caterpillar cakes, Connie and Colin, and they Connie, were dressed I up as brides. Name was. They were so honestly, cute. it was yeah. They were, and you know, they were like they were only like twenty five quid each, and a like a wow. rubbish fruit wedding cake. No offense to everyone who's had that, is was it's like five hundred pounds. 
And do you know why they make a fruitcake? Fun fact. No, no. Because it's it's in tiers, and apparently you're meant to have a baby really quickly, so you use the top tier as oh, the christening cake. Christening cake. Oh, yeah. Creepy. Very creepy. Mm-hmm. Obviously not now, because we're just all having caterpillar cakes. So nine months True. later, you just get fired into your... Some cases, it's like six months later. Shotgun weddings. <laughs> <laughs> fired into your cake. Is the word you were missing? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Never finished my sentence. Don't want to make the same explicit version. <laughs> we, I think we should do an after hours one though. Oh, that would be like quite good. Get, fun. get questions. Yeah, probably another podcast. Let's be honest. Yeah. But get some um, kind of after the watershed questions. But on that note, I also think we should do one for kids. Like, so if anyone's listening, that's under twelve or has kids under twelve and they've got questions. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be that good. Be yeah. Please just send us your questions. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's good to have questions in. Good to have interaction. And please uh, give us a follow and review us on Apple Podcasts. That gets us up there in the charts. It's always good to do that. Um, um, yeah, that was supposed to feel like natural, but I just came in. There. No, it, felt, it was probably one of the most unnatural things <laughs> ever. It was just Ross it just was. being like, "Need it to mention like, I, reviews. Yeah. Need to mention this," and you're just like, "It was I, like that time." I saw reviews. <laughs> I saw an opportunity and I took it. So <laughs> he's, well, he can now relax that he's mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> job done. So I am. Um, yeah. So as I was putting them out, like COVID safe was basically like I was just clapping them out with a with a hand, um, like clapping with the air between my hands. That's what I meant. And <laughs> so <laughs> the is Andrew doing a podcast? <laughs> the uh, the the air between the hands, like as it like I don't know, pressurized it, came rushing out. Um, it blew out the candles. So then I mean, I, I didn't spit all over it, thank goodness. I think that's going to be a thing of the past. Well, I did. And then I thought, well, actually, if someone spits all over it, then they get to eat the whole cake, don't they? So, thanks. And how about you yeah. guys? What have you been up to? Ross is just like, I don't know what to say now. I've said my review stuff. <laughs> um, well, uh, this, this week we've kind of gone back into... Uh, I, more lockdown like who i don't quite know the rules lockdown, but you're not allowed to call it a lockdown because that's not good for people's morale it's a circuit break. basically no it's not even that we're, we're basically not allowed to drink in places that sell alcohol or something i don't know um, oh yeah so in the central belt our hospitality sector is shut down but i think up where you are you can still drink in pubs outside or something like that yeah some, something like that if it's a if it's a tuesday and, and, and the weather three birds is in the air correct yeah. uh-huh. this is do you know this is going to be like new nursery rhymes because like ring a ring a rosie you know that nursery rhyme mm-hmm. so that's actually about the plague yeah okay i thought i was going to teach you Sorry. a new factor and i was so shocked act more Sorry, surprised wait, hold on. Let, take let, two take let, two let me give you a different yeah okay yeah. so you know the nursery <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you know the nursery rhyme, Ring a Ring a Rosie? Yes. Yeah, it's not roses. Ring a Ring a... Is it rose? I thought it was roses. Ring a Ring a Roses. Oh. You just think of a girl's name. Just a bunch of, ro- bunch of roses. Ring a Ring a Judy. Like you just... <laughs> okay, just ignore me. But anyway, so that's about the plague. But I wonder if we'll have new ones about COVID. Oh yeah! I've oh, seen God. some people on TikTok like make up yeah, kind like of raps. And They're stuff. actually brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that might be the future well, gen. Maybe it's a maybe it's like a national ploy, you know, sort of, um, you know, uh, sober for October, but the whole country's involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, another interesting thing that's happening this week is last week in our podcast we talked about the Ig Nobel Prize. 
Oh um, yeah. Remember for vibrating earthworms and things like that. Alligators. Uh, so, yeah, alligators yeah. and helium. <laughs> alligators and helium was more memorable. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you not remember the poos? The oh poo yeah, sorry. Oh, poo oh I blocked it. <laughs> I literally <laughs> blocked that out my mind. Um, so this week uh, and next week uh, they're announcing the Nobel Prize. Um, so the the real one that's worth like millions of pounds. It's worth, oh, it's worth like eight hundred thousand pounds to the winner. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. Which which on one that. are they? Like... Um, so they've now done the medicine one, uh, physics, chemistry, and literature was announced. Uh, today when we're recording it. So Is might... medicine gone someone covid Um No, it's gone to year. someone that discovered hep C oh, or like cool. treatments for hep C, hepatitis C. Oh, that's good. Is, that think... Is that a liver thing? Don't know, Andrew? Is it a liver thing? Yeah, maybe. It's, it's just one more than hep C. Yeah. I, think... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought you get I a vaccination it... against that anyway, but anyway. Does yeah, I don't know what it was awarded for. I did see though that the um, I don't know if this was the chemistry one or the biology. Yeah, one. so the chemistry one is um, CRISPR. Two yeah, two females have got it, um, which is quite important. It's the first time that um, two females have got it and not had to sort of share it with a man. So it's oh. quite good to know. Update: Hepatitis C is a virus that affects your liver. Oh, right. yeah, well done, Amy. I'm really chuffed. Good job. Really chuffed. Um, um, the, um, the physics one was Do not share holes. needles, razors, or toothbrushes. That's just if you don't want to get hepatitis C. <laughs> yeah, don't share needles. That's... <laughs> again, again, not just for hep C, just yeah. don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, just don't do that in general. So the, and then the physics one's been announced, that's for uh, uh, research into black holes. Uh, and then That's a classic, that's just... Then the literature one is just, uh, there's some poet who's written some really cool stuff i don't know i'm i'm a sort of sciencey person i don't really get poetry and art <laughs> but, it's the only thing you didn't get an a really in at school that's why yeah <laughs> um french like i did yeah. not get an a in french um so we're going to go on to what we read online this week and we're going to start off with andrew hi it's me um so I, just in case i know just in case for all that like second i was away so yeah mine is a mine is a funny one um but i'm gonna ask you i, I say funny i don't mean funny haha i mean like oh funny um <clears throat> when you guys get up in the morning what is the first thing you drink water probably an iron brew sugar-free no you and i am ross <laughs> i mean i mean water <laughs> do you know weirdly you know, sometimes you, you just that's the first thing you drink yeah if you're hungover weirdly Ross drinks probably about a litre and a half of water during the night I'm not joking oh wow he's like okay. a camel yeah okay okay it's really it's so, so weird one of the um, so I was reading this article about um, what to drink first thing in the morning according to nutritionists now it's always kind of funny because people like talk about like what you should and shouldn't drink no, I'm just going to pick up something here. Sorry to interrupt. We'll get back to it. Oh, you're going to talk about nutritionists oh, yeah. not yeah. being not being real. No, it's not not real. They just it's not a protected term. So if someone's giving you advice and they're they're a dietitian, they've done training in it and they've sort of spent years studying it. Um, if they're a nutritionist, they've posted a blog. Honestly, he absolutely loves this fact. Like if he ever meets Jillian McKeith. Because she's called herself like Dr. Julie McKeith and she's a nutritionist. He's like <laughs> buzzing to meet her just so he can take her down a peg or two. But sorry, Andrew, carry on. Thanks, okay, what Amy. Do, what, and what do you drink in the morning? Uh, I actually drink water 
but like that's only because I also have to take medicine. So like, I I literally, but I but like Ross, I have like a ton of water at the side of my bed that like I'm constantly drinking. It might be three days old, it might be two days, it might be last night's water. Who knows? But it's there. I I've peaked at five water bottles beside my bed before. Oh well, I eventually just switched to like a refillable water bottle, but it was. Touch and go. Oh, no, 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 yeah. I've got five refillable water bottles. Oh, okay. He also <laughs> spends more money on water bottles than he does his own clothes. Oh, wow, okay. Like, he's a real connoisseur. Like, he comes back from like, the supermarket shop and he's like, check out this new purchase. It's, it's a vacuum one, bottle. so it keeps it all cold. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, well, lots of people will have, like, water. So water's quite common. Um, so the article goes on to say, like, most people would drink water. Is hot water um, the best? Well, so they talk about With lemon. tea. Um, they talk about um, avoiding fads. So, have you guys heard of bulletproof coffee? No. no. So, bulletproof coffee is where you have like coffee and then you basically put in like a stick of butter or like. Oh, I've heard of. Yeah, I've heard you can do that. I don't know. It's called bulletproof yeah, coffee. It sounds so it's horrible. It's apparently. Yeah, to be honest, like it sounds disgusting, but apparently it's the. Um, it's part of the keto diet, which ah uh, okay you yeah, can take it or leave it. Um, <clears throat> Nutritionist there's, um There's tea, which is really good because it's obviously full of antioxidants and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they did say that green tea is obviously slightly better um, because it's got more of the antioxidant in it. Um, coffee is obviously lots of people's go-to. Um, I used to drink a lot of coffee. And then I stopped, much to the annoyance of my higher class, um, because they said it made me absolutely grumpy when I didn't have a coffee. But now that I don't have coffee, anytime I do have coffee, I feel jittery. So that's oh, yeah. kind of good. Um, and then it sort of finishes off with like someone asked, like, you know, does it matter actually what you uh, drink? And they says, well, obviously, as long as you you know keep well hydrated, that's great. But obviously, like, yeah, sugary drinks in the morning are not the best. Um, because you get your shot of energy and then it peaks and then it it dips down again, so mm. yeah, it was quite. Yeah, so it makes you like crash at what like eleven o'clock. If yeah, aye, probably a wee bit earlier actually. Yeah, but you know yeah, when you're hungover. You oh yeah, when you're oh, hungover. 100%. You need the rules go out the window. You need a Lucasade orange. You need a bacon roll. Ooh, <laughs> nice. That is my that is my go-to. Yeah, so that's, like yeah, that. that's quite interesting. Let's see, just yeah, avoid sort of shoot so. Sugary drinks, that would be something like orange juice. So that's got a lot of sugar in it. Yeah, so like, yeah, they, they, they're, they're like that sort of stuff, especially because you think, well, oh no, that would be really healthy, but actually... Yeah, because that's traditionally like a breakfast drink. Like yeah. When you, when you go to a hotel, you get your... You get your orange your, juice. Your shan little... Um, you get your shan little uh, fry-up, and then you get the tiniest little glass, which you put orange juice in. So you basically have a shot of orange juice. Yeah. And because Ross is Weird. a giant, it looks like he's just drinking a shot of orange juice. Like a, a little thimble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've mastered taking three at once, getting all three glasses back. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine Ross just... Yeah. Downing, downing orange um, juice. So yeah, so, so orange juice isn't a good thing to have then. No, no. Yeah. yeah. So no, sugar, no sugary drinks. No sugary drinks in the morning. Right, we're going to move on to our next story that we read online this week, and that is me. So, what I read online this week um, is that 
if you played video games when you were younger, you are smarter? I'm going to check that. <laughs> okay, I can confirm no, it's not smarter. I was about to say I feel personally attacked, and then he said smarter, and I was like, yes. <laughs> do you think he, considering he still plays games, do you think he would think he would raise that? Playing video games as a child might make you smarter, even years after you stop playing. That's the main headline. So I find this quite interesting because uh, people they were trying to do a study on um, whether you can activate parts of people's brain and make them better at video games. Uh, and it turned out that that didn't work. Um, however, while doing the study, they collected enough data that they could start comparing a few other things. And what they worked out is that the people that had played video games when they were younger were better at doing the manipulation tasks uh, when they were older. Oh. Um, and people that did the study, they all got better just with practice, but the people that had played video games before um, were, yeah, were just yeah, better at the manipulating stuff. Do you know Ross claims that he's so good at reading maps from playing video games when he was younger? It's definitely true. <laughs> The old real-time yeah, strategy that... games, like Empire Earth and um, oh, Age of Command and, and Conquer that. and yeah. all these things. You had to know that map well, so you get a good spatial awareness, so you get yeah. to know where things are. Is Actually, this why mm, I am mm -hmm. not good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, but now they've, now they've got, like... Now, Google we need maps. to talk about one of the times I impressed Amy the most. Um, we went to <laughs> the museum. They were doing a video game exhibition, and they had Super Mario oh, 64. Yeah. Do you oh, remember okay. that? Yeah. It was like the first proper 3D game. So and I hadn't played it in what, 10 years? No, 10 years? So you hadn't played it since you were like 20? Yeah, yeah 20 years. Yeah, yeah. sorry. You maybe probably last played it when you were maybe about 15, 10. Maybe 15. <laughs> yeah, maybe even more than that. But I could remember exactly how to complete the first level. Complete the first level without like missing a beat. Oh, that's great. And cool. I, and Back uh, away, ladies. He's yeah, mine. No. <laughs> I was really proud of myself, and Amy was really proud. It was actually pretty impressive because I remembered all I remembered was the swimming, and that if you swam right to the bottom, you died, and you jumped through paintings and the bullet thing at the in the first level that you kill. But Ross knew, like I was like, oh, "How do I get here?" And he was like, "Go left, go right, go up." He just knew exactly where it was. You must have a photographic memory. I don't. Know. I I also think it's just from playing video games that you. To be good at video games, you have to train yourself to know where things are. You need yeah. to know where where you're going to collect like ammunition in certain kind of games. You need to know where certain things are so you survive, so you don't have to restart. Yeah, it's good. Um, just... It is good logistical skills, isn't it? Yeah, but I suppose right, there's obviously. I think some games will be better than others. So yeah. I think, as I say, I think the. I think the, pro the it probably helps a lot with your problem solving. Like you know, games like. Um... Is it Zelda is quite problem solving because you've got me to try and play it on the Switch and I'm just like I cannot do that. I just want to take over. It's painful. <laughs> oh yeah, you're just <laughs> there riding like, your horse around um, having a great time. But also, yeah, it, like, it really goats. really gets your memory going. Right. So yeah, I just find that quite interesting, um, especially that it came from another study, uh, and they just happened to say that as well. However, the important thing is in this title it says might, um, so the. They're not saying this is definitely. Um, they're saying um, that because it's come around just from doing another study, uh, it might be, so we'd have to do another study to sort of definitely prove it. So it's good to to have that level of transparency in a title, I think. Yeah. Because uh, often you get a clickbait title that wouldn't have that. It would just say, video games make you smarter. Yeah, well, that's true. 
Yeah. So, uh, we're going to go into our last story this week, which is Amy. Speaking of clickbait. Um, okay, so I won't read out the full title because it will give away what I'm going to ask you guys. But, blank, 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 blank. Um, signs humanity evolved from fish that you can find on your body. You, now, one of them is a... So, there, there's three examples here. One of them is a little bit misleading because you don't find it on your body. It's something your body does. Okay. Do you, do you have any idea what it is? Breathe? Nah. No. But, it, like, think think along those lines of breathing. Is it tiny little holes behind your ear? No. Um, they're they're quite random. One of them you maybe should get. But also, is this not like I was reading this and I was like, they're gonna hate this because we definitely didn't evolve from fish, did did we? I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll again we'll have a common ancestor. <laughs> that was a long time ago. We did not evolve from fish or monkeys. We have common ancestors. With a fish though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any any animal has a common ancestor. Oh. Um. So it's really interesting because if you look at yeah stuff like. Uh, whales, they have like the same anatomy as we do. They have like pelvises, hands, feet, uh, fingers, but it just looks very different. A little bit different. Okay, so do you want to know? Okay, so the first one is hiccups. Oh. So they don't actually really know why we hiccup, but um, they think it's something we've, I don't know, inherited from the fish, if that's the right phrase. Um, but this the spasms cause like a sudden gulp of air. Yeah. Um, and force your vocal cords to close very briefly. So they think that's why we hiccup. Oh, which is how you get hiccup. Oh, and in fairness, cool. you see, when I was pregnant, Harris hiccuped all the time. It was so oh. annoying. That's our son's name. Big reveal there. Okay. <laughs> you can block that out if you want. Um, but he hiccuped all the time. Wow. And I'm like, oh, is it because he's kind of in fluid? I don't yeah, know. I never thought that. But then I think. But he... sometimes when you see fish out of water, it, it does look like they're like. Yeah. yeah, but it's still like I mean I don't know. Do you know my favourite fact about hiccup? If you spell it uh, God, the proper way is... in English, <laughs> spell the facts. Spell the facts um, today. Yeah, it's spelled hick cough, and then O U G H can be said eight different ways in the English language. What? And I'll leave it up to you to find out how to say that. Cough. Cow. <laughs> <laughs> what the. No, o O U G H, not the C. Yeah, cough. Yeah. C O U G H. Okay, then the next word you said was cow. <laughs> but that's how you could no, say spelled C O U G H. But that's how you could say it. Like you say, okay, if it's oh, said yeah. eight oh, different yeah. ways, no, no, yeah, what yeah, are the eight right. different you're ways right. it could be said? Yeah, uh, like through. What are you on about through? No, no, like, like, uh, do you mean, do you mean as in like the end, the end part of it? Uh, You mean the, the I just thought you meant if you read the letter C O U G H, they can be said. No, O U G H. I hopefully I didn't say C. O U G H can be said eight different ways in the English language. So once again, very shook about the cow. We are looking (laughs) for (laughs) another podcaster to join our team. (laughs) Oh yeah, we're getting rid of Ross. No. The person um, that can't spell cow. <laughs> yeah, you're doing well though. Um, okay, the next one is ra- is a random thing, and it. But anyway, it is. Do you guys? Do you guys? In fact, both because I can see you. I know you can't do it on the podcast, but both point to this part of the body. Fourth eyelid. Philtrum. <laughs> okay, so for the listeners, Ross is pointing to his nipple and flexing, and Andrew is pointing to 
that bit what underneath is that your word? tongue. Yeah, but what's it called? I thought it was called Phil Trump. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> okay, I'll try another one for the beauty bloggers. Cupid's bow. Oh, that's that Oh, that's your philtrum. Oh, yeah. yeah. So your philtrum is the kind of dent above your your um, lip. It's called Cupid's bow. So I appara- call it my snot tunnel. That's, that's disgusting. Oh. Um, so apparently that's how your face is formed in three different parts when you're yep. about 10 weeks old in the womb. And that is something that we've inherited from our really? fishy ancestors. That's quite cool. Yeah, because come, the two bits come in from the side and your nose kind of comes in from the top. And yeah, then, well, um, what's really interesting is if you see embryos of like young animals, they do all look the same. Like the first couple of weeks, it's just like a head and a spine, and then they start start to go different. Like I've seen a video of like a pig, a fish, and a bat. I think. Yeah. And you, you, they all look exactly the same for the first little bit, and then they start looking different. Ooh, and the last one is I've got a follow up question to this to ask you guys. Um is testes let me get this right i've just said testes and <laughs> <Just> panic testes. <laughs> so in sharks testes are found in the chest Ooh. like so you know then they drop all right yeah you know how, we, oh, yeah, you know how yeah. say we men's um testes drop and uh-huh. that's something that we've apparently inherited from sharks now they've said the word gonads uh-huh. In this article, is that science, or I yeah. thought it was just like a rude, no, that's a rude science. term. Yeah. Oh, so, it's actually so, science. I thought they were just being, <laughs> no, so being go, a bit laddie. Gonads are the are the is like the scientific name for the sexual organs. So, um, male and female, you can say the male gonads or the female gonads. So exactly, like, like all the different parts. Yeah. Like, so well, it just well, it means like like ovaries or testes. Oh, just those. Oh, parts. so mine are. Yeah. Yours the are like a female, female. So I've owners. got gonads too. Yes. Okay. No, on that note, <laughs> let's end. <laughs> um, so that finishes what we read online this week. Uh, Amy, have you got some questions from the public? Public. Public. People. 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 Yes, I've got some questions. Um, first question is why do some people get more ill than others? So you know how sometimes you have someone that will just pick up colds like left right and center and then some people just don't like get a cold like once every 10 years yeah or something like that is there is their personal hygiene better is have they been more exposed to bugs when they're younger hit us Um, andrew i think it's actually probably just a combination of like lots of different things um it might be that they have um sort of maybe a different hygiene rule so again like obviously now we're washing hands all the time we're using hand sanitizer all that sort of stuff we're a bit more aware of it right now um but the fact is you know if it's when we say ill we're probably talking about like the common cold um which people pick up all the time and that's because it um because of how quickly it it copies itself it also has the ability to mutate quicker so you might be picking up new versions of that cough or of that cold, sorry, um, more often than someone else. Um, so when you get a new version of the cold, you get the full blown symptoms at, of a cold, and then you you pass it on, and then any time that comes back up again, your body knows what to do. But more than likely, the next time you come across a cold, it's another version that you haven't maybe seen before. Yeah. Um. But there's new research that it could maybe actually be to do with um, your gut bacteria, which are really important. Oh, so drinking Actimel. Drinking Actimel or Yakult. 
I mean, it'd be like a genetic thing as well. Like there, some people are just. It can be. They evolve, can. Well, not, I say evolve more, but just maybe have, have like a, they can fight stuff better. A slightly more advanced immune system. Um, yeah. I mean, there is like a te- like a, you know a, a, quite a reasonable argument to say that people who actually have autoimmune diseases, um, which are you know things like hay fever and asthma and all that sort of stuff, that's actually their bodies are really active. And their immune systems are really active that they've decided that they need to attack themselves, which in itself is a bad thing. But, you know, you, there is the argument that actually their immune systems are more. So could that advanced. happen with a cold as well? Because we discussed a few weeks ago that like this, not you get in a cold is like your body just trying to flush everything out. It's trying to get rid of stuff. Uh, yeah. So, so, so like, will some people have be more snotty because they just they naturally like the being like producing too much histamine and all that stuff. They uh, just yeah, too, can more can stuff. be that they they maybe have an uh, maybe they have a gene that has like a double gene, so they overproduce um, mucus or things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it can also just be conditions, you know. Like um, I get really stuffy before it's like bedtime, but and it's just because I've probably had a cup of tea and I'm actually roasting, um, so I get congestion. This is more of like an urban myth question. Um, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on it. I have done a, a tiny little bit of research previously, so I, I kind of know a little bit about After this. After all your bullying. After <laughs> all my bullying. But why does eating bread crust make your hair go curly? I've got a theory about this as well, but I want to hear what you guys think. Well, I don't tend to eat bread much, um, but I actually still have get curly hair. Okay, Ross. I do eat bread and I have straight hair. And I eat bread crust. I reckon it has no correlation to <laughs> No, and you're right, it doesn't. Based on our sample size there. Yeah. Do you know though apparently <laughs> apparently this kind of rumour goes back to three hundred years ago. Wow. Do you want to know my theory? So I reckon like three hundred years ago money's a bit tight, whatever, and bread is maybe a luxury and maybe to stop kids eating as much mm. as you know to save bread maybe they'd be like oh no no you don't want to do that and make your hair curly because they don't want to freak them out or is it the other way around that you want them to eat it because maybe well it depends if you want if hey if you want curly hair curly well, girl i don't know everything was based on the nobility so if uh, certain people in the nobility had curly hair you'd try and copy that so maybe mm. you'd want your hair to go it's curly. like a it's an urban myth you always see the yeah. people with wigs on with curly hair so i think curly hair was maybe desirable yeah, if maybe you want to be a, a judge maybe it's if a, you want to be in a courtroom you yeah. eat your crusts some sort of consortium of grannies going eat your crusts okay yeah. curly hair <laughs> um the, apparently that's where the most nutrition is in bread though Oh, really? If if you have brown bread, not because white bread, all the kind of nutrients have been taken out to make it white. It does nothing for you. It does bread. nothing, absolutely <laughs> nothing for you. Um, but yeah, What's apparently the well, apparently apparently great the, thing, <laughs> the most nutrients are in brown bread. So that was the that was that. Yeah, I, urban I think myth I think busted. we can completely say that is an urban myth. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, and next question is from Amar, and he is asked. Why is it safe to have lasers at a disco? I'm not 100% sure what he means by this, but I'm assuming that the lasers you get in, like, laser tag and stuff. Uh, well, yeah, I think lasers are generally considered not very good to have firing around, especially into someone's eye. 
Remember laser pens? You used to buy in like Spain when you were nine. Yeah. And then you could put there. you could put things in the end, and it was like a naked woman. Oh yeah. Or Homer Simpson, and then you would think you were really like cool. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Ross is like, no, I I read books. I don't know that. that. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I read books. Played my Game Boy on holiday. That's all I did. And that's why I'm really smart. Listening back to my first story. Um. No. Sorry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so lasers are not good to get in your eye. So I'm guessing the person's thinking like at certain discos or clubs or festivals or things you see uh, lasers being fired out into the crowd. So I'm guessing he's asking, is that safe? Because we get told all the time that not to point lasers into your eye. Um, so I'm not entirely sure about this, but I. I would think that so most lasers that are put on in clubs and things like that, they it's not the laser themselves that's sort of pointing at you. It reflects off something, and um, so it reflects off like a, a glitter ball if, you, if you're in a really old disco, or just <laughs> you're in a, Cav, or just a little mirror that sort of flicks round and changes where the laser is pointing. And I think, well, the only thing I can guess is that that mirror is not perfect enough to sort of keep the light as focused as it is when it hits it. So it must cause it to spread out a little bit. And if it spreads out a little bit, it means there's not as much power per millimetre squared. Therefore, it's not as dangerous to your eye. Um, If you wear sunglasses, would it help? uh, Yeah, well, anything to reduce the amount of light going into your eye would help. Is that why it's so dangerous? Is because the light is so intense? Yeah, yeah, because it's the laser is a, f- a focused light. There's there's lots of energy um, in that very small area, so it's not good to have that in your eye. And I think the ones you can buy in the UK, they're all less than one milliwatt. I think um, a milliwatt. I did not know that exists. That sounds so cute. yeah, so cute. <laughs> um, so <laughs> they say they they can flash in your eye for a little bit of time, and it's okay. But I think it's only something like ten seconds, and if you have it for longer than that, you can damage your retina. Are light bulbs not like 40 watts though? Yes, but they're not focused, and that's the point. So Uh, that's going in every direction. Whereas this is just like, boom, one line, here's a naked lady. Yeah. (laughs) So so if you had an actual... Do you remember them though? Like, yeah, Andrew, yeah, please see her with they me. They were then. little. They were little like covers. Like a little cap that go on the I was literally nine. I do not know why my parents let me, like... Well, the thing, the, also the ones you get abroad aren't limited to one milliwatt, so you can get like five milliwatt or ten milliwatt I ones. Know, and you used to bring them home, and you thought you were really cool. Yeah, and they they can <laughs> if you they even go in your eye for a very short amount of time, they can be damaging. You hear um, you hear about people like putting them in the sky at planes, yeah, which is it's, obviously it's, not okay. No, that not. happened recent, like not that long ago in Edinburgh. There was they had to like ground a plane because there's people putting laser pens like in pilots' eyes, oh, which yeah. is so I don't know why they would want to do that. Yeah. So, so what actually happens when you get a laser in your eyes? It burns the retina, just destroys the retina. Would you go like on fire if it kept if you kept doing if it? If you kept doing it, yeah, but not no way. With a big laser, like right. um, one you get in a university. Like um, like what's the James Bond scene when it's going yeah, up his like gonads? Oh yeah, when it's cutting <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. You see when it's yeah. Um. So, yeah. So they they would burn you. Um. But the these lasers are designed. The smaller ones are designed not to do that. Um, however, when they do hit your eye, they, they do burn the retina. And if you get a little bit in your eye, um, a little bit of damage to your eye, uh, your brain's actually quite good at covering up that damage. Um, so 
Obviously, we've all got our blind spot, uh, and there's a spot where your eye doesn't actually see anything, but your brain fills in what should be there. Um, so if you get damage in your retina, your brain... I'd love to know what my brain would, would fill in. <laughs> well, you can do that. The easiest way to do it is to get a hole punch bit of paper, close your left eye, and put your right eye to the left hole, and then move it slowly away. And then at one point, the other hole should disappear. Oh. Do you know as well, you're born like being able to see your nose, but obviously it'd be really annoying if you were just constantly you could see your nose, so your brain blocks out your nose so it doesn't get in the way. How cool is that? That's quite cool. That is cool. Did you guys know that? Yeah. No. <laughs> I was like, sometimes I want one of you to know it, just so I make sure I'm not making this up. But um, yeah, yeah, your brain blocks. So when babies are born, they get really annoyed because all they can see is the nose. Maybe. Or do you well, think it's blocked out? Is that no, why I, they're I, crying? Yeah. Like, all I can <laughs> see is this ruddy nose. We're never going to know, though, if they can see that nose. No, because like, the When do you stop are, seeing it? Yeah, because those memories just disappear. Yeah. yeah. I've um I've had a laser in my eye. In both eyes. Oh, you, you had oh, laser surgery? I've had laser eye surgery. surgery. Yeah. So what I'm intrigued at is how that works. Because they must do something to focus it at your lens rather than... Uh, no, it, so, the, um, so the... Oh, um, this section may contain scenes that you do not wish to hear. Oh, um, <laughs> so, so uh, turn off for like, I don't know, like ten seconds. You'll be fine. I've taken too long. Maybe twenty, <laughs> maybe a minute. A minute. They'll turn be off back already. Oh, no. <laughs> We're not work. done yet. <laughs> um, yeah. So they, they they basically sort of um, cut like your cornea off. Well, not off, but kind of they cut it halfway and then they fold it back. And then they what they do is they, they actually um, laser shape the the cornea, which is the outside bit of the eye, and then they put the, the other part of the cornea back. Oh, okay, back. so they do it, so, so they take that out. And they do so it, yeah. It's, the laser doesn't go into your eye. The laser doesn't go into the front. No, no, oh, so it's to right, okay. refract onto the lens, which then obviously refracts back. Yeah, okay, that eye. makes sense. Yeah. Oh, cool. I, I've learned something today. That was really exciting. I hope you learned loads. I told you about noses and nursery And cows. So our last question is from Leanne, and she has asked, why does anxiety affect you physically if it's a mental illness? Well, that's a good question. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't have any sort of training in this, um, but the only thing I can think of is if you're having like an anxiety or like a panic attack or something that you're body would go into sort of fight or flight mode yep um and that would make your sort of blood pump more it would make you just sort of ready for an attack or something and um, so so that would sort of seem physical but I, I i don't know if there's more to it than that yeah it must be like your senses are heightened and i yeah. suppose it must be adrenaline yep that, yeah, yeah. that your body's creating exactly yeah so when you're... you're in a situation you're maybe not as comfortable in yeah or... Your body, your body. So it, it's it's exactly what both of you have said. Is that there's a a, um, a rush of adrenaline um, into your blood system, which then increases your heart rate and your breathing and your your focus. Um, and it does. It kicks in the sort of fight or flight reflex. Um, but there's nothing to fight or fight. A uh, flight or fight. You know, you don't need to go anywhere. It's just happening right there and then. And um, so anxiety attacks the there isn't really there there isn't really things to do um in terms of trying to stop it but what you can actually do is is to control it and manage it 
so what you need to do is you almost it's it's not like riding the wave but essentially it's controlling it and trying to almost calm yourself down from from those situations um so a lot of that can be doing the um like name five things or you know focus on one thing in a particular room um yeah, so you're you're sort of focusing your your attention that, the adrenaline fight flight yeah. into actually doing something uh, yeah, as opposed to as if you don't do something, you just sit go. there waiting for yeah. something to happen. And it's quite, I mean, it can be quite scary. I suffer from panic attacks quite a wee bit. And um, it can be quite scary. Um, I've, I've mm. got lots of coping mechanisms now, though. Um, but knowing what to do is one of the biggest things. But it is the reason, although it is a mental illness in terms of, um, you know, it's just suddenly it can it can happen without kind of warning. Um, you, the physical effects can just be as if you've you know run a hundred meters or something, because that yeah. rush of adrenaline can can cause you to have that, um, like physical effect. Um, plus you 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 know you're breathing heavy, your heart's pumping. Um, you might actually move, um, about. So you know that that can have it. Plus it's, yeah, it's some people sort of jump up and things like that, don't yeah, they? Yeah. Like it's so, I, I certainly do it when when well, I get up and out of wherever they are. Yeah, I, I need to move and walk away to, to wherever yeah. I need to From go. So so um, you mentioned you had a couple of coping mechanisms. Just to help other people, what are your sort of give us your top coping mechanisms? Uh well so now now that I'm more aware of them, uh my coping mechanisms is the is the fix um counting things so yeah. i count uh like five things i can hear five things i can smell five things i can see uh five things that bring me joy and five things that i am looking forward to so what you're really doing is you're just shifting that focus yeah. onto um something so, so that's if, completely if different. someone's having a panic attack you'd like if I saw someone having a panic attack, you could sort of ask them to do those things to try and help. Yeah, yeah. You just there. you just want to talk to them, and you know, first of all, make sure they're okay. Um, and even if you know maybe they're in a situation, it, it's it, it sounds terrible for for me. This is what worked for me is distraction techniques. Yeah. So trying to get me away from what it is that is is causing me to panic. Um, which which you know in certain situations it can be really hard. You know, having a panic attack on a plane is not exactly the easiest place to have one um and it can be it quite it is common though like i've seen people yeah. on planes do that it, it can be very um, sort of frustrating of and and and, mm -hmm. and and fear you you can get quite a lot of fear from it um and and then i think when you try and hide it it's worse so it's not, yeah. you know if you're like on a plane or something you don't want to draw attention to yourself and you feel like everyone's looking at you so then you're trying to suppress it but by doing that that's all you're thinking about is yeah the fact that you're having a panic, a panic attack. attack so i think which those in turn coping mechanisms hits it yeah um, I, I felt really bad we were on a plane in america and it was a three-seater like a wide plane mm -hmm. and i couldn't stand up in the plane and um, like the the whole plane was like too small that i couldn't stand up to my full height in it yeah and yeah i just sort of freaked out a little bit for a little while and mm -hmm. had to sort of walk around even not full height and then that panics me a bit more mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but I went to the toilet and everything was better. <laughs> you don't need to ask what it is. Um, no, I think I think that's really interesting and it's an important thing. And actually, it's probably worth mentioning that in a couple of weeks' time, we um, are friends over at a company called OK Positive who are 
feel like I'm doing an advert for them and I'm not. But they um, are a kind of mental health and well-being app for com- for companies to use for their employees so to help mm. them basically um and they're they're trying to encourage workplaces to let their employees have an hour off a day on a friday or whatever day it is to to focus on their mental health so recently they've done things like meditation um they did yoga they've done today actually they did a, a hit workout um with a fitness instructor um just just for people to do so we're actually going to go on there and kind of be an escapism for people especially people on their own and actually my my work um yesterday uh, a, a lady in america who works in our hr team she came on and just said the importance of uh, like people working at home and like turning on your camera like you don't know the the person you're speaking to that's the only person that you're the only person they've seen all day and like how important it is to turn that on how important it is to go for a walk she was like do sit-ups you know do do whatever you need to do but yeah yeah, yeah a... we were actually talking about this earlier because while I go off to work every day and see a hundred or so kids, I only speak to two or three adults because we're all, as adults, we're supposed to keep away from each other. So it's while you're in school, it's still a bit lonely in school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's different and it's unsettling and it's not what we're used to. Like even go- I went to the dentist today and they're all, it's just strange, they're in masks, they're in screens and, you, you know it's yeah it's hard so anyway we're really looking forward in a couple of weeks we we need to quite we don't know how we're gonna quite do it but we're probably gonna do some sort of live event and uh, make it interactive where people can just ask us questions really hope that you test um my spelling and test um andrew and ross's science live because genuinely <laughs> the we don't really do any prep for these things we don't know what each other's stories are and me and ross were both looking at the same source for a story and he was asking me well what's the gist of your story but i was like nope not telling you um so yeah so we'll we'll keep you informed about that on our social media pages yeah and probably the easiest way to keep track of us is to make sure that you are following us on instagram twitter uh facebook and tiktok at ireditos um you can also drop us an email um to let us know about any questions you've got or anything else you want uh, you think we might be interested in um and that's ireditos at gmail.com um, remember, uh, like Ross had said, please drop us some reviews and look out for our social accounts uh, telling you about upcoming uh, events um, next week. So it's going to be a live event, I think. Not next week, sorry, a week. A it's going to be the weeks. 23rd, I think. 23rd, we, yeah. We've kind of penciled in for. We don't know how it's going to quite work, um, but we're going to do some form of, I don't know if it's Twitch or Yeah, but uh, keep track Zoom. Um, because we will we will let you know and hopefully you can join us. Um, so thank you very much guys and we will see you next week bye see you later Bye. bye bye hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy so I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.